it's like almost a break glass in case of emergency. Like we all talked about this point, this day would come where we have absolutely no ideas left. Break the glass. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Good morning. Good morning. I've got my morning voice. You do have your morning voice. Very, very deep. You become more of a bass baritone in the mornings. I'm into it, honestly. Good. Do you feel ready to recap episode six? I am ready. It's episode six. This is officially, officially the halfway mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we jumped the gun last time. I know. Well, it's always between episodes five and six. It's episode five and a half, usually. Yeah. We were too eager for the halfway point. <laughs> <laughs> so episode six kicks off with Katie chatting with Keisha, our lovely hosts, and it's basically a play-by-play of the developments and who she likes and all that stuff. I really, I know we always come back to the host roles and whether or not we think it works. I really think it works in these situations. Yeah. It reminded me of like in a scene in a movie or a book where like it's almost like the friend character serves that purpose. That's mm-hmm. the point is to mm-hmm. hear the developments. So I don't know. It felt more natural to me to hear how she felt about the guys in this setting versus like ITMs where she's just yeah. talking to a camera. I think they're learning their way as they go with the double host. The do- Yes. I think it's getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. The first episode was a little shaky. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tasha says, anyone else that you're excited about? Caitlin says, we know Greg. And Katie says, Greg's a given. Mm. I got to say, all the Greg stuff makes me think that Greg is not like something's going to go wrong, especially we saw from the previews. Well, they're but, c- certainly setting it up that way. Yes. Or at are. least to tease that it's going wrong. Yeah. With with always a light touch, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Katie says to her hosts, something I didn't realize is just how hot and sexy my men here are. They are working out right now, I'm sure, as we speak. And then they show a montage of the guys working out. I, I know I'm splitting hairs, but I'd never love the association between attractiveness and like how often someone works out or how in shape they are like can you imagine if the genders were reversed with this yeah well there's a lot of that there's a lot of double standards on the bachelor definitely can you imagine if a bachelor was like oh all my hot and sexy women and they're like working out it's it's insane to imagine anyway i like to think someone can be hot and sexy whether or not they work out that's a revolutionary idea. <laughs> I know. Keep that I really. To yourself. I don't belong in this franchise. Yeah. I really don't. <laughs> so Katie introduces an interesting idea. I'm being generous by calling it interesting. She suggests wanting the guys to withhold when it comes to <laughs> bleeping. According to this show, she uh, comes up with a woe woe challenge: week off, whacking off. What I really love about this whole thing, aside from the fact that it's unbelievably juvenile, even for me, and I love juvenile humor. (laughs) This is for me. I was like, ugh, no, that's too You hated this. It's just so, like, they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I mean, okay, fine. Jerking off is funny. We all make our jerking off jokes. What I found amazing, too, is that the whole episode, they're talking about jerking off, but they bleep out whacking off. Yes. Like, like, oh, wink, wink. You don't know really what we're talking about, but God forbid we say whacking off. It's so true. It's like the entire, this was a theme of the entire episode. Yeah. And yet it was all done with innuendos. It's like, yeah. if you if- That's why it's not funny. If all of the whole joke is just an innuendo, like wink, wink, like, you know what I'm talking about. That joke's over in 10 seconds. Yeah. Like, just say, this is what we're doing. 
You're not jerking off for a week. It's not really salacious enough to be handled with That's this thing. kind of it's like, like oh, a thing everybody on earth except Mike P does. Yeah. This is so, so salacious. Good. That's a good word. Thank you. Caitlin then goes and visits the men and tells them about Operation Woe Woe. Yeah. Also, by the way, how is Operation Woe Woe being policed? I mean, that's a whole other thing. It's just... That they have hidden cameras in the showers? <laughs> no, that's the one place where you're free. That's it. Like, I get that they're trying to play into Kate, Katie's sex positivity thing, but mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't really understand how this, how this works. Like, mm-hmm. if anything, you should be encouraging everyone to do whatever they want. And I understand they're like, she wants to see if you can be a master of your domain. It's like, okay, I don't really see the connection. I, I don't get it. And Mike P, by the way, is the reigning champion. Like, no one's competing with this guy. Oh, yeah. He's, as like, he he's, he's like a lifetime vow of yeah, silence. Yeah. These guys are just like I gotta about say, a week. I love how he handles that. Yeah, by he the way. Does. He's like, I've been training for this my whole life. He's just got a good sense of humor. He's about got a it. great sense of humor about something which is extremely humorless. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin asks the men if there's anyone they should worry about in the Operation Wowo department. And I thought this was actually cute how both Brendan and James pointed at Blake, suggesting that he might take a hot shower. What I like about this is not the insinuation, but rather the friendship, like the fact that they're all laughing and pointing. Like Blake just arrived and you can... Oh yeah, that's true. Last week we mentioned how they were barking up the wrong tree, Mm -hmm. a Canadian tree Mm -hmm. (laughs) in terms of a villain. and, And we were right. Blake is too likable. Too likable. They couldn't break him down. Yeah. Yeah. They actually, now they're at the point where they're comfortable making jerking off jokes with him. It's truly a testament to his likability that he came in this late, has instantly become a front runner, Mm -hmm. got that one-on-one date, is clearly going far, and they all like him. Likeability. Likeability. Very, very powerful. That's the key to success on this show. And in life. Versus something like Survivor. Mm-hmm. where it can work against you. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. People don't talk enough about that. Like, yeah, you can have a connection with the lead, but likability, as we're seeing a lot in this season. You're right. Likeability on The Bachelor may be the most powerful thing anyone can have. Yes, because no lead wants to end up with someone who isn't likable or popular. Right. And no no um, contestant, as you would call, I guess, the, yes. the non-leads, the contest- yes, would, would stab in the back someone who's extremely likable. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to cause harm to someone you you really like. Yeah, generally, it's just human nature. All of this to say, Blake is likable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here I have your quotes while we were watching. Mm. It's not enforceable. They're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. There is a time and a place for, as they call it, whacking off mm-hmm. jokes. Yes. Um, there is never a time and a place for a twenty-minute-long whacking off joke yeah it's true the whole beginning of this episode was all about this and it's just not it's not funny it's only it's it's you know what it is it's like it's it's like caviar it's like you don't order an entree of caviar oh you're being so generous to compare operation to caviar this is not a direct correlation (laughs) what i'm saying is it's a it's a delicacy (laughs) jerking off jokes are a delicacy you use them very just a mild spice like like a habanero pepper yeah justin with his paintbrush when he said exactly perfectly executed yes you do not beat to death a jerking off joke on television for a good chunk of an entire two-hour two hour, two episode, hour long episode. More or less, yeah. yeah. I feel bad for Caitlin that she had to deliver this news, but she really 
did great here. And Justin gets the date card. Oh, interesting callback from the original whacking off joke. Yes. Yes. True. I wish I could say that was planned in some way. No, it just (laughs) happened. (laughs) So the men disperse and then Hunter talks to Greg. And of course, there's a couple more of those always amplified sort of snort sounds, which we have since learned mm-hmm. are due to his Tourette's. Yeah, which was not really explained and no. left to the viewer to assume was just something weird. It's actually insanely fucked up. Yeah. Like that they would, there's no way that every single one was his. I've, I said that last week and I maintain that. I think that some of them were copied and pasted mm-hmm. and they're definitely amplified. Yeah. And how dare you highlight that as being something an- annoying about someone it, when it's a condition that he has and you don't share that it's a condition. I- I'm going to try to give production the benefit of the doubt because it doesn't seem like in this woke era that they would go out of their way to do that if they knew the situation. I think they may have not known what was going on and they didn't have the sort of foresight to ask like, hey, Hunter, what's going on with the snorting? It's so just, I'm going to give them, I'm going to try. But yes, you're, it looks bad to, for them, but I'm going to give them, try to give them the benefit of the doubt. That's very sweet that you give them that benefit of the mm, doubt. I'm not so sure I also give them that benefit of the Understood. doubt. Just based on how many questions you have to answer in order to get on this show mm, in the first place. That's true. That's true. It's just, it's extremely unlikely. Like you have to provide every address you've lived at for the last 10 years. You think that they don't know that he has mild Tourette's. I mean, it's possible he was hiding it. You're, you're right. I'm, I'm really playing devil's advocate here. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're in a kind mood this morning, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> For production. Yeah, 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 towards production. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, okay, right, now right. I know what I'm dealing with yeah, for the yeah. rest no, of this week. No, I'll get meaner as I get more tired. Okay. <laughs> or more awake. So during this conversation, Hunter starts showing his knowledge of the franchise he looks off at the other guys and like looks back at Greg sort of conspiringly and says he thinks that Greg might get a second one-on-one. That's mm-hmm. what might happen to someone who gets the first one-on-one. That's what typically happens. He talks about who he thinks his top four are. There were a couple of editing things that I noticed here, so I wanted to include them. The first is when he does look off to the guys in that conspiring manner. And they're all eating around a table. And then he kind of turns back to Greg. This is from a different moment entirely. First, when the men leave that U-shaped formation here, Aaron has uh, a bandage around his wrist, presumably from that Smashball group date. Mm -hmm. I forgot to mention it last week. But yeah, he was injured from that date. And then when you see them eating at the table, which is supposedly minutes later, his wrist is fine. Not only is he wearing a different outfit, but that's whatever. He could have changed. But Mm -hmm. his wrist is no longer in a bandage. So... To me, it's interesting that they would go out of their way to suggest that Hunter just looking around is him looking to see if other guys are listening, which lends to this narrative that he's calculated and conspiring. Right. And next, this is a Frankenbite we hear from Hunter. It sucks, mm, not getting that one-on-one, mm, not because, mm, I'm worried about, mm, Justin, mm, but, mm, only because I need time to really take our relationship to the next level. It sucks not getting that one-on-one, not because I'm worried about Justin, but only because I need time to really take our relationship to the next level. That one sentence took production like three (laughs) hours. They're like, go have lunch without me. I, I got to do this sentence. <laughs> it's it's going to be a long one. Yeah, <laughs> It's so interesting. They could have just said, it sucks not getting that one-on-one. I really need the time to develop my relationship with Katie. 
But they insert in, not because I'm worried about Justin, to suggest that he's overconfident. And I just, this kind of stuff bugs me. Yeah. And throughout our recap, we'll see that we don't think Hunter's all that bad. No, they're really milking. They're, they're trying to milk any drop of villain out of <laughs> they're Hunter. Like they're squeezing. just they're turning him upside down. They're shaking. <laughs> like, where's that villain? It's somewhere in here. It's like one of those that made me think of those juiceless limes. Oh, like yeah. you get a lime and you're all excited. You mean and you every, cut it and you're like, <laughs> every lime? Every lime. Is true. there? Where did the juicy limes go? They're very hard to find. That's the title of our book, by the way. Where did the juicy limes go? <laughs> Let's trademark that now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Justin gets his one-on-one. And I already had a hunch that I hated this episode, but yeah. this one-on-one really solidified it for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. This was such a terrible date. Oof. It was so edited. It was, I, I feel unrecognizable from what probably actually happened. It was a mess. There were a few mess dates. Yes. Like the, the next one we'll talk about shortly. Okay. Okay. So we're getting ahead of ourselves. We yeah. get very worked up and excited mm-hmm. when we hate yeah. an episode. <laughs> well, you know, hate and dislike, I feel bonds people. People get more passionate about things they hate than about things they love. It's so true. Often the glue that, that, that that joins uh new couples oh yeah is mutual disdain for other things yes (laughs) yes it's more powerful than love everyone loves good food and Mm -hmm. traveling and yep but but to to hate a specific thing like a slow walker yeah that's that's, very that's very bonding it's so true it's interesting (laughs) so justin has this one-on-one and katie leads him into the woods somewhere to meet photographer franco i thought this was interesting he says today is your wedding day and everything that follows here is edited. First, we see Justin's unenthused expression, which, mm-hmm. by the way, could have been taken from anywhere, and his voiceover that goes, oh my God, mm, like, is this actually happening? Mm, it's a crap. Wait, it's a mm, crap. Let me do this all again. It's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I have to start over. It's so hard. The, the whole episode was a Frankenbite. It really was. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God, mm, like, is this actually happening? Mm, it's a mm, crazy that like mm, our mm, first date is mm, like a wedding date, mm, but things move incredibly fast around here. Oh my God, like, is this actually happening? It's uh, crazy that like our first date is like a wedding date, but things move incredibly fast around here. I lost count. Was that 12 Frankenbites? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven breaks in that one sentence. It's funny. We've seen this date before, this sort of wedding themed and wedding dress, Mm -hmm. exchanging vows, pretend married dates. But when you really pick apart the editing, you realize that they're just the people are completely interchangeable. They're going to make the same narrative no matter what. Right. Just in making any kind of like nervous or uncomfortable expression will be inserted. And then the same sentence expressing trepidation is going to be created following. And this is what bothers me overall about this Justin date, is that by the end of the date, we literally know nothing more about him than at the beginning. Well, they're, that's what I said. They're, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel, I think, on a lot of this stuff. They're just losing, they're losing ideas. What's the point of casting people on this show if you're not actually going to get to know them? Right, it's if gimmicky. They're, they're getting more and more gimmicky and less and less about let's get to know each other the proper way. Yeah, and but also for us. Like, the reason we watch reality television is to get to know these people. Right. You want to hear their stories. That's why Michael, that's why we love Michael so much is we've heard his story and we really empathize with him and it right. has made us like 
fans of his. And then when something like this happens, just none of this is who he is. It's nothing he said. It's not his reaction to the right moments. It's just, but I'm getting ahead of myself. But this date, I hated this date so bad. So bad. Yeah. Me too. And I don't like using the word hate, but I'm going to use it with a capital H in this I case. I think that Professor Production has an issue with humor. Like, there's so many places in this franchise where you could be funny. Yes. Like, it's all funny. Yeah, But it they're is. inappropriately funny. Like, if they're just forcing these things that they think are funny, but they're usually not that funny. Yeah. It's funny when they're not trying to be funny. Yes, totally. We interrupt this program to bring you an important message mm-hmm. about a, a much-loved product here at Dear Shandy. I mean, we've spoken of it much and highly. Mm-hmm. And we are, of course, talking about the Hello Tushy Bidet, which is a bidet that you affix to your existing toilet mm-hmm. with no additional plumbing right. or electricity. electricity. Yes, it's a pretty simple job. You screw on the back of the toilet, and you turn your regular boring toilet into basically one of those fancy Japanese toilets that that uh, keeps you fresh down there. Yeah. No one wants a basic toilet. You really don't. People don't realize it, but the toilet should be a place of excitement. That's actually true now that you say that, because I think that there are many things in life where it's better to be basic. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about you. When I go somewhere and they have one of those fancy toilets and the bidet attachment, I'm into it. Maybe it's the best part of your day, depending on how your day is going. The novelty has not yet worn off for me. So maybe novelty alone will get it pretty far. I'd say one out of every five or six days, that Hello Tushy is the best experience I have all day. (laughs) And last time we did speak about the scourge of swamp ass. Yeah, yes. And, and, you know, when it's especially now with, with climate change... We are getting into even more extreme swamp ass weather than ever seen before. Defeat swamp ass. Go to hellotushy.com slash shandy for 10% off plus free shipping. And just to clarify, the emphasis should be on swamp and not ass. So <laughs> to repeat, to defeat swamp ass, go to hellotushy.com slash shandy for 10% off plus free shipping. That's hellotushy.com slash shandy. Unfortunately, this trend continues as photographer Franco leads Justin away to write his vows. Mm-hmm. We hear Justin say, I've never been mm, married mm, and it's like, mm, I don't even know how to fucking do this. Mm, but every conversation with us seems so natural and easy. Mm, so mm, I can't mm, overthink it like mm, I need to mm, just be real. You know what I mean? I've never been married and it's like, I don't even know if I can do this but every conversation with us just seems so natural and easy. So I can't overthink it. Like, I need to just be real. You know what I mean? From the heart. <laughs> okay, so back at the house, James, Aaron, and Brendan, who seem to be the trio, mm-hmm. well, actually Trey too, usually, but he wasn't in this seating arrangement, discuss how sneaky they think Hunter is for being a fan of the show. And supposedly he's in the forums. Can we just just one aside here? Yeah, no, please. Especially when you're starting to get, you know, later into the show. Does it ever pay to be in a group of guys who are sort of shit talking the leaders? Does it do those guys ever do well? Like, is that ever a sign that those guys are going to really go far? 
Oh, that's interesting. Or is it a is it a result of them knowing they're not going far and being bitter? Because every mm. there, it doesn't pay on the bachelor to be in a group of guys or girls, depending on which season it is. Yeah. Who are just sitting around like, oh, that guy doesn't really like her or him, or that guy's up to no good. Like, when do those guys do well? Have they ever? No, they don't do well. I will say, typically, the true front runners are not quite as involved in all that. Like, interestingly, you saw they're confident. Yeah. And when you think about it, Greg was the one who actually was told this top four information. And obviously he's yeah, he he's spread it around. But he wasn't actually the one sitting talking about no. how therefore calculated. No, it was just Hunter anecdotal was. for him. Everyone yeah. else was like, what? <laughs> Horrors. Well, and that brings me to another point, which is who cares if he has a top four in his head? Yeah. Again, who cares if you want to be the bachelor? Who cares if you have a top four? Who cares about anything? You're all in the same game. Yes. And it's a given like you're all in the situation and you know that people are getting eliminated constantly. You th- Like on Survivor, they're always thinking about the top three. Who, who do I want to be sat next to at the top three? You think that they're not like, hmm, I see that connection. She's spending time with him. Oh, he got the first impression, Rose, and the first date. Right. You're putting yourself in the observer category, looking yeah, but, in from the outside. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you are somehow calculated. No, again, yeah. It just means you're, like you said, observing. Yeah, you've become, you've, you've put yourself in the observer category because you yeah. are now observing behavior that is that is predictable and the people criticizing him for that are showing their bitterness that they're not doing well when you're in a group of people where kind of there's an untold secret that everyone is thinking something that everyone is a little bit ashamed about yeah and you then become sort of a loser in that group whatever group we're talking about yeah you become more bitter about the fact that they're getting away with the shameful feelings that you know everyone is feeling. Oh, totally. Oh, How totally. do I explain this? No, I completely agree. It's the same with Thomas and the Bachelor thing. Right. I wish I could think of an analogy in another situation where this happens, but I've, I've experienced, everyone's experienced this, where a group of people have some sort of slightly shameful thought. Everyone knows everyone's thinking the same thing. Yes. But then when you start pointing it out, when you're like, oh, I know you're thinking this, yeah. then you're the bitter one. Which yes. everyone's like, yeah, no kidding. We're all thinking this. Yes. Why are you pointing this out? Because you're not doing well in this whatever scenario I'm painting? Yeah. No, I think you're right. And I do think it adds up that James, Aaron, and Brendan are mm. probably not the most confident guys in the house, even mm-hmm. though there's no way that it hasn't crossed their mind that there will be a top four and who those people might be. Yes. Like when I was in that situation, it's not like we had no inkling of who the top four would be. And you have your close friend in the house. For me, it was Kelly, where we're like, kind of like, oh, do you think, do you think her? Do you think her? Right. Like we called Andy being bachelorette as early as week four, week five. Uh huh. So I don't know. It just bugs me when, like you say, they like point at this thing that everyone is thinking. And yeah. it's, it's Thomas 2.0, really. Yes. And it's, it's appropriate that the theme of this episode is whacking off because <laughs> it's no different than a group of guys being like, oh, I think that that guy Joe is jerking off in the shower. It's so true. I go, oh, really? <laughs> just Joe, huh? Just Joe. You found your analogy. <laughs> I did. I finally found it. And it was jerking yeah, off. <laughs> it finally came in handy. Yes. Handy. Oh, wow. It just keeps going. <laughs> So back on the date, we get our first word watch. And this is from Justin. He says, nervous as hell. Mm, my heart is pounding. Mm, but there's no denying the potential for me to fall in love with her. Nervous as hell. My heart is pounding. But there's no denying the potential for me to, to fall in love with her. That's our first potential. Mm-hmm. Ding. 
Justin and Katie exchange vows. I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy about this episode, but every little thing about this episode, I just couldn't stand. I find these pretend vows really weird. Because the, the fact is, at the end of the show, it's usually a pretend vow as well. well so what you, are you making fun of? Well, presumably, the vow at the end would be authentic. Uh. <laughs> is that a presumption? <laughs> it could be. It's just like if your vows are not elaborate or good or moving or whatever, mm -hmm. then you're not serious or sincere. But all you're really doing is proving how good you are at lying, lying. when you write vows. <laughs> It's all messed up. Back at the house, the group date card arrives, and going on this date will be Blake, Andrew S., Michael, Greg, Aaron, Mike P., Brendan, James, Trey, and Hunter. And Connor B. finally has his one-on-one. -on -one. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, at first, we thought this was a good thing. Mm, yeah, for a second. So back on Justin's date in the evening, Katie reveals that the day had been hard for her because of her father's passing. And it's just a reminder that he won't be able to walk her down the aisle. And even when it comes to a proposal, he's not around to give his blessing. And how it's an important reminder to love your family every single day. And then she says, but there's also another layer to my story. Before my dad passed away, I also found out he was not my biological father. My mom kept that a secret. This biological father, he wants to be in my life as a dad. But how do I build a relationship with this man I knew nothing about while also mourning the passing of the man who raised me? Like any time I try to get close with him, it's just a reminder of the fact that my dad who raised me is no longer here. Uh, I mean, that's obviously heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And and I, I do think weddings particularly bring a lot of that loss to a head or back to the surface. Sure. And I know you had felt that way when we... Yeah, no, I absolutely. My, fa my father was sick for a long time and it was a very gradual process. Mm -hmm. He didn't die suddenly. Yeah. So I, it kind of didn't even hit me fully until the wedding. It hit me there. Yeah. You know, because his absence there really was powerful it was a it was a vacuum yeah interesting how her biological father wants to build that relationship i can totally see how it'd be so difficult for her to separate like get to know her biological father and not just be constantly reminded of her her who she feels is her father the man who raised her mm -hmm. but i also think there is something strangely beautiful about her having this biological father even in the picture which mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have this yeah. other person that's interested in being a part of their life. Even I know that she doesn't have the relationship built with him and it might always make her return to who feels like her father, the man who raised her. But I also think there's some, there's a beautiful opportunity there, you know? Yeah, it's a big silver lining. It is a silver lining. I don't know if everyone will see it that way, but I think there are a lot of people who have lost a parent who, if they had another parental figure who was making an effort and wanting to get to know them that would be welcome mm, fill some of the void at yeah least. exactly anyway this was just a, a touching moment and here justin was very supportive and comforting but i wrote "Ugh, that's it because we really learned zero about him here nothing nothing we learned nothing about him we didn't hear any of his story whatsoever nothing. it's such a disappointment this whole date I was looking forward to getting to know Justin. We didn't really know Justin at all before this date. Yes. And we know him even less after this I date. I feel we know him even less. How it's almost impressive. Yeah. 
I would go as far as saying that in all my experience watching this franchise, which is not vast, you, yeah. you, you would know better than me, but yeah. I've never seen a potential leading contestant known as little as Justin. <laughs> it's, it's sadly true. So after dinner, they go and dance to Max. Max sings. We yeah. thought he was good. Yeah, Max is good voice. Yeah. Very good voice. And Andy, you made a funny observation here. You said, the Bachelor franchise is like a giant mound of food that's left out for all types of animals and bacteria to feed on. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I mean, are we, is our recap not... Everything. Are we, the, are we the bacteria or are we an animal right now? I think we're, a, we're an insect. <laughs> yeah, we're not quite bacteria. So Shandy is... We're like is, a large, like a hornet. And then who would be a full animal? Um, a bear. Like Max, I think... Is, is a bear? No, Max is like a small woodland animal. <laughs> yeah. Max is like a rabbit? Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. A rabbit or a woodchuck. Okay, and who or... would be the bear in this situation? Hmm, that's a good question. Who's the top feeder off the Bachelor franchise? Um, Probably an executive producer that makes good money or or Mike Fleiss, like one of the No, they, they actually, they're part, they're oh, like, you think they're they're, they the serve food. the food. The, they serve yeah, they're, the food. they're the, the maitre d'. Oh, so is ABC then... The bear? I think ABC is the bear. Okay, so ABC benefits the most. Yeah. then some They of the get there first and eat first and everyone else is picking off the, what's left. Yeah. And I actually, I, you know, to, not to do our discredit, I think we're more of a, of a mouse. <laughs> yeah. Or like a, a, a wood, not a woodchuck, a, um, what are those little things that look like a mouse? They're really tiny. They're super cute. What's called? You know what I'm talking about? The little guys, super tiny, little brown, cute little squirrel mouse kind of animals that live in the forest. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, we'll have you I guys tune in. You tell us where on the hierarchy of animals and bacteria we fall <laughs> in terms of feeding off the mound of food that is the Bachelor franchise. Yeah. If there was like a Reddit thread that was recapping our recap, yeah. that's like the bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know if the Reddit thread benefits off it. They're not like making any kind of money. Oh, that's off maybe there's like, oh, you know what the bacteria is? The bacteria is um, ads that pop up in Reddit feeds that are t recapping our recap. I don't know if Reddit threads have ads, but I know what you mean. Okay. Look, the analogy isn't perfect, <laughs> but a lot of people are feeding off of this pile of food. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, got it. So now we have the group date. And this is hosted by drag queen all-stars, Monet Exchange and Shea Coulee. And oh, right off the bat, they insult Hunter for being short. They, the whole thing is sort of roasting mm -hmm. each other. It's more like slow basting. It was not a full... <laughs> this is, that's an insult based. to the roasting process. It's true. This, I feel like the word roasting to be used anywhere on this date would be an insult to roasting. I agree. It, it was really just nasty i don't like it when it jokes about people are made based on physical attributes that they cannot change mm -hmm. and hunter by the way to call him short in a sea of guys who are all like six feet to six five is not like okay yeah <laughs> hope you feel good about <laughs> yeah. yourself he's <laughs> not going to start on an nba basketball team yeah like big deal uh, wow. like uh i just it, the whole thing was so icky and I not got, a single funny joke, not one no. single. This is literally, you have two drag queens whose yes. sole purpose it is to create a roast environment. This is yes. supposed to be nonstop comedy. Yeah. Not one single chuckle. No. Nothing. Not even close. 
It was pretty painful from beginning to end. Yeah. So as the men are writing out their roasts, Shea Coulee asks Hunter if he's in love with Katie, and he replies, I don't really throw that term around lightly, and I don't think I'm in a place right now where I've been able to explore that enough to say that. I think Great. It- Great roast. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> Great, roast. Great. Really lands. Good punchline. He says, I think it would cheapen what we have. And I think that this is such a perfect response. He's right. He's totally right. He hasn't even had a date yet. And then, of course, Trey somehow hears this and files it away. And then we get to the actual royal great debate, where basically the men are forced to simply insult each other on a stage. And... When the men are being a little too diplomatic, when they were not mean enough to each other, they were mocked and accused of being boring. Yeah, Katie loves pitting the guys against each other. I'm not saying that she she did this, but she reveled in it. I want to circle back to that at the end because, yes, I don't disagree. Even if she's not in charge of coming up with the concept of a date, it is interesting. So the men are mocked and accused of being boring, and then the drag queens start asking more pointed questions. Like... Who here is the least compatible for Katie? And then Hunter, of course, is brought up a lot here. And his top four list is used against him. And again, I don't know why the top four thing is upsetting remotely. And then he's asked, how do you feel about Katie? And he says, I'm falling in love with her. Okay, so this is a little bit sketchy that Hunter said one thing earlier. And then now when he's on a stage and Katie's there, he says something else. But I also think that some sympathy has to be had for the fact that he's put on the spot and is in this defensive position where all the men are calling him fake and a liar. And it's like, well, how do you feel about her? Is he then supposed to be like, well, I'm also not in love with her. Right. You he's know, put in an impossible position. He's in a no-win situation. So he's like, I'm falling in love with her because he wants to prove that he's legitimately feeling for her like, right. and that he's not fake and conspiring and calculated. And then, of course, Trey pounces on that and is like, well, if you don't lead with honesty, blah, blah, blah. It just feels like you can't win with some of these guys. It's like they're just policing everyone. And especially the ones who have no chance of winning. All they are there to do is cause trouble. Yeah, the guys who are policing, you mean. Yeah, yeah. the policemen have no chance of winning. Yeah, no, or even almost no chance of getting into the top four. Notice the guys on this date who really do have a chance of winning. So Andrew S., Michael, Greg. Don't hear anything from them. Yep. Just smiles. Yeah. Well, no, not smiles, just looking really uncomfortable. Well, well, well sarcastic <laughs> smiles. Yeah, yeah. Times. I felt, I actually felt really bad. Especially, it looks like Andrew S. is friends with Hunter. And yeah. you could tell he was just like, oh, like... He was really, it was just so uncomfortable. This was so brutal. Once again, Andrew asked the adult in the room. And then Hunter is told to close it all up. And Hunter takes the high road. He says, I don't have any insults to character for any of you guys. He did the right thing. He basically, he mocked the process. He said, this is dumb. He rose above it. Yeah, it's. I don't need to be funny here. I don't need to insult anybody. This is silly. Yes. Let's just move on. I love that he refused to get down and dirty with the rest of them. Yeah. Who cares if, if you know, the hosts of the show were like, you're boring, ah, like resist, which Aaron, Brendan, Trey, and James were not able to do. They just instantly started pointing fingers at Hunter. But the thing is also, it's a roast. It's not supposed to be like you're just insulting people. It's yes. supposed to be funny. Yeah. So you have to think of a funny way to insult people that's not purely mean. Yes. And Aaron called him a leprechaun. And yeah. like I said at the beginning, Hunter was mocked for being short. It's like, I is this? am I supposed to laugh at this? 
Am I don't am I the one without a sense of humor, no, or do you just have no idea what humor is? Because not, that's just not nice. It's just not, it's just me. It's just me. It's like take someone's ostensible physical shortcoming, yeah, and then just call them a thing that is that. Can you imagine if this was done? I'll, yeah. I will say again. Can you reverse the genders and can yeah. you imagine? There's like a woman. She's like, oh yeah, the like that your hog over there. Or yeah. Something. Can you imagine? Yeah. It's just it's so rough. nasty. I, it made me really sick, honestly, yeah. this date. Yeah, the, it's not, not, not appropriate. Those, those physical insults without humor is no. not appropriate. We interrupt this program to bring you an important message mm-hmm. about a product that we use a lot, actually, and have for years. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's only fitting that we would advertise this product. I think of HelloFresh now as... A bill, a monthly bill, like my utility bills, like my heating or my my water bill, like it is a, a necessity. As a matter of fact, I, who who never cook, I mean, okay, but I don't cook much. We've established that. Yeah, you're. It's not that you've you've actually picked up a little slack lately. I've got to say, because you know I've been overwhelmed with the podcast here and yeah, there, yeah. and you have cooked for me. But 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 let's be specific. I cooked lunch and dinner the other day. Yeah. Both HelloFresh. I repeat, for those listening, I cooked lunch and dinner in the same day. Yes. Because I know. <laughs> a lot because of it was HelloFresh. Because it was HelloFresh. Yeah. And it was almost like almost like I was being served at a restaurant, except I had to fiddle with you know, the, the stove and the and a pan here and there. Had it not been HelloFresh, I don't know if you would have done that. Yeah. When I heard, when I, I actually asked you, was you're <laughs> like, Andy, I'm really, I'm swamped. I just can't cook. And I was like, well, are the meals we have HelloFresh? And you said yes. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to cook for this you. This is today. exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're quick. Quick and easy and good. And good. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Shandy14 and use code Shandy14 to get up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. You could live for a month <laughs> on that. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Shandy14. That's Shandy14. And use code Shandy14 to get up to 14 meals for mm-hmm. free. Yes. Okay. Plus free shipping. Plus free shipping, oh, of course. It's a good deal. Yeah, God forbid you pay shipping on your 14 free meals. <laughs> <laughs> so the guys all leave and Katie chats with the drag queens and something stuck out to me here. Katie expresses concern having heard that a lot of the guys seem to have problems with Hunter. And then Shea Coulee says, but a lot of the things they were saying was all hearsay. Hmm. I really feel like this encompasses most of the season so far, if I'm honest. Yeah. And as we see later in this episode, she does send Hunter home. Loves hearsay. She loves some hearsay. She really loves to trust in hearsay. Yeah. So now let's talk about this date. Can you even imagine? I could not paint a more off-brand date for Katie. Mm-hmm. Katie, who was crowned bachelorette because she was anti-bullying on her season. Mm-hmm. That's the reason that we loved her. And now here she is hosting a date. I, I know that she's not the one coming up with the date concept, but she's sitting there on a throne with like a with a crown and a what's the thing that royalty a, 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 a staff? Yeah, this mini staff of sorts. I don't yeah. know if it's a staff, <laughs> but with a staff and is like you know spill the tea. It's just like she's relishing in it too much. Well, 
I don't know if she's playing the part. I re- I recognize that she could be. And like you said earlier on, she is a politician too. Like, it's not like she has all the say in the world here. But really, she's at the helm of a date that's forcing her guys to talk shit about each other. And then it will be used against them, mm-hmm. which happens later in the state. Quite literally, when the guys tried to be civil and PC with each other, they were called boring. Yeah. They were ridiculed. When did this happen? When was this shift? The whole reason we fell in love with the concept of her as the lead was for whatever the opposite of this is. I wonder if production is trying to bring this out. They're kind of play. They're trying to make us hate as opposed to love. Is it in possible? general? Yeah. Just people? Are they do, they? do they also agree that hatred is more, <laughs> you know, powerful than love? <laughs> it's funny. Like, you get the sense that they really want to pounce on each bit of tension before it dissipates on its own, which does tend to happen. Right. But... I think that when you just have a bunch of people living under the same roof together, they're going to get annoyed with each other anyway. Mm -hmm. And we don't necessarily want to just watch people hate on each other. No. It gets really old. It gets really old. Okay, so there was a little bit of tension with Hunter last week. Hunter is smart. Mm -hmm. You can tell Hunter is smart. And Mm -hmm. I think that he was really on the verge of just recovering. But then producers threw in this date. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they've ever stretched harder to find a villain. They really, I mean, it's just, it became apparent here. Obviously, Hunter made the big, big, big faux pas last week of stealing time with Katie when a bunch of guys had not yet had time. Right. That's a such, such a mistake, especially for someone who knows the franchise, it yeah. seems. But I felt last week that, you know, maybe Hunter did deserve it. I always believe in where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. But now I'm starting to think that the smoke is really just Aaron, Trey, and James. Yeah. Like, they're the smoke at this point. I agree. Okay, so back at the house, Connor B gets the date card. And that's that. And then we're back to the evening of the group date. Katie arrives and says, I heard some things that were a little concerning today. I wrote, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I just like, I can't, it's so frustrating. Okay, you're concerned by what men revealed when they were forced to be mean to each other. There's no words for how irksome that is. No. And then she says, for some of you, the connection we have really isn't enough. And tonight's your chance to prove me otherwise. Trust me, I was trying to see which words came out of her mouth here. But the majority of the sentence we saw coming out of her mouth, the only thing we didn't see was me otherwise or something like like, that. The very tail end of it. Here's the thing. The lead is already in such a position of power. It's there's no equality. I talk about this in my recaps a lot. And therefore, I think the least you can do with your contestants is make it seem equal when you're together, when it comes to just getting to know each other. They're already working against so much, like Mm -hmm. time being taken away from them and cocktail parties being canceled like this one and being put in these situations where they have to insult each other. And the least you can do is be like, well, in terms of us getting to know each other, we're equals because that's what the relationship would, would, would look like. Right. Not oh, by the way, tonight, some of you are like have some catch up to do. So prove to me why why we have a good connection. It's a great point. <sighs> okay. Oh, you're heated. Getting worked out. Wow, he's a little scared. <laughs> so Andrew S. has one-on-one time. He says he's fine with the whoa, whoa challenge. And she jokes that she's offended. I know she's kidding, 
I get that she's kidding, but there's really no winning for these guys. It's it's, it's that's what it is. It's a trap. It's Everything's a, a trap. Everything's a trap. Even just down to the whacking off. It's yeah. a trap. Yeah. Show me you're the master of your domain by not whacking off. Oh, you didn't whack off? Oh, yeah. I'm oh you don't like me? I'm not sexy? Yeah. Yeah. And I know, again, I know she's kidding, but it's really just at this point, it's building it's for me. The theme of this episode was you cannot win. Yes. Yes. Catch 22. Yes. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. And then outside, the guys are alluding to Hunter's general dishonesty. And mm. it's just more about how terrible he He's is. He's a monster. And what a monster he is. Greg gets his one-on-one time. And he says, I don't like to talk about our connection in front of the other guys. I really liked that. That's mm-hmm. why he was uncomfortable during that date. And Katie says, do you feel good about us? And Greg says, yeah. And she said, you seem hesitant or something. And he says, it's just so fucking hard for me. So we continue to get... The impression that Greg is really struggling in this environment. So Greg says he's falling for her. She says she's falling for him. And they make out. They have solid chemistry. And as we learned in the credits, he is the best kisser. I think this is maybe the first time in franchise history where a very, very important critical piece of information has come out in the credits. It may be the most important thing that's, <laughs> that's been uncovered so far. Okay, Blake has his one-on-one time, and they joke back and forth about the whoa-whoa challenge. Wow, you're right. Scraping the bottle of the barrel. It's such a low-hanging fruit tactic for an episode, mm. but look at the, all the sound bites they're getting out of it. Oh, they really, they were like, oh, God, God we have no ideas left, guys. What are we going to do? Jerking off? <laughs> ah, tell me more. Yeah, them around like a conference table. Yeah. Like, like, it's like almost a break glass in case of emergency. Like we all talked about this point. This day would come where we have absolutely no ideas left. Break the glass. In case of emergency. Yeah, and it's like a date. It's like a date card. They unfold it. It's like, oh, jerking off jokes. And Andy, you're right. They continue to bleep out walking off. It's unbelievable. Like, for he- oh, heavens. Don't say whacking off. Just basically refer to it for an hour and a half <laughs> it's, amazing. it's a real statement about the country we live in oh my where God, you yes. can literally talk openly about jerking off for an entire network television show but god forbid you use an an unprofane term <laughs> such as whacking off i can't think of a more disney term for yeah. that act yes. than whacking off yes it's almost like something in a in a boardroom, like a mixed boardroom. You say like, "Oh, let's 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 stop walking off and let's get to the point here." You're like, yeah, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. No one's offended if you said that. It's even worse. Like, let's stop jerking each other off. Like, whoa, 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 slow down. Let's let's use whacking off. That's a little more appropriate in this setting. It's so true. Yeah. Okay, so now we see some one-on-one time with James, and I mm. confess, I was wondering why we were being shown James mm-hmm. and then he proceeds to talk about Hunter and then I was like oh okay that's why can I just one aside here and this is just a general if I'm putting myself in the shoes of someone on this show a contestant a guy okay. I'm a guy okay. easier that way if I think that early on in the show the guys who have a good connection with Katie who know that they're in a safe place they know they're in a safe place and the guys who aren't sure aren't sure I know that doesn't I'm not breaking new ground here with that statement no. but the guys who are good with katie know very fast they're like yeah. oh i'm good yeah, these guys and, are not and i'm good and i like that about her too that she's not afraid to let them know oh yeah stand. yeah but in general i think in general most seasons probably guys who are good know they're good very fast yes they may not win they may not come in second or third but they, they're pretty sure they're getting close or in the hometowns okay 
I think that you almost feel bad for the other guys. Like, you know, that you have this knowledge that they don't. You could see them all squabbling. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, this guy is totally <laughs> top four. He wants to be the bachelor. Yeah. Like, I want more time with her. That's not fair. And you're just sitting there like, you don't say much. Mm -hmm. Those are the quiet. The quiet guys are the ones who are doing well. The Michaels, Always. the Greggs. Michaels, Greggs, Andrews, yeah. Justins. Mm -hmm. We didn't even know Justin knew how to, like, speak for a few episodes. Yeah. But why? He has nothing to worry about. Yeah. Even he though knows. we weren't actually shown why he has nothing to worry right. about. But All that's the guys thing. squabbling and fighting and yeah. pointing fingers. It's like you're just showing that you're going to lose. And the guys who aren't doing that oh, feel bad for you. That's what they're doing. They're quite, they're like, okay, guys, that's nice. You know, they're not saying they're just like, mm, yeah. And actually, even on that note, during one of these conversations, Michael defends Hunter. He was like, I've spoken to Hunter many times. I believe that he's very sincere in his feelings for Katie. I mean, Michael. That's extreme confidence. Yes. When you're not only not dissing the guys yeah. who everyone's dissing, but, but you're defending like, no, he has a good shot of winning. Yeah, yeah. He's a good guy. <laughs> he's going to do great. That's confidence. Yes. So we are shown one-on-one -on -one time with each James, Trey, and Aaron. Mm -hmm. And surprise, surprise, it's because they are all talking about Hunter. So Katie confronts Hunter because, God forbid, she just sit on tea. And then Hunter says, I'm not being calculated. I don't know what else I can say to defend myself. It's exactly what I would say. It's exactly what anyone in that position would say. Just exasperation. Like, what am I going to do? The more I defend myself, the more guilty I look. Yeah, yeah. The less I defend myself, the more guilty I look. Yeah. I give up. Yeah. Like, I try my best. The theme of the episode. Yeah, yes. Catch-22. They should have called this episode Catch-22. Maybe yeah. in production notes, that's what the code word for this episode was. <laughs> And Hunter says, I think you've also seen people kind of get ganged up on. So I'm trying my best to be an adult, but I can only handle my side of the street. First of all, he's right, obviously. We just saw this, although he was sort of in the firing squad with Thomas, which makes it a little rich. But it is interesting. You know, he's... You know what's also interesting is the difference in age. Like, just those few extra years that, that Hunter has yeah. allows him to kind of behave more like he's seen this stuff before like yes. he's a little more mature the difference between a 26 year old and a 34 year old yep wow is, good yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm paying attention I watched the show uh fan here but uh it's huge yes huge yeah especially in america today yeah people can pretend it's not but it is yeah i mean you got your andrew s's who are just they were yeah. they were out of the womb just yeah. delightful <laughs> yes. but for most guys 26 to 34 you've learned a lot at 34 how to behave yeah and, he, and you, he shows it. Yeah. And he is absolutely right. You've seen this before, he says to her. And maybe I'm being too hard on her, but I really, I feel like I, 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 I'm rooting for Katie, which is why I'm being so, so hard on her. But mm -hmm. I would love to see her put two and two together here and realize that he just stole extra time with her at the last rose ceremony cocktail party and, and associate that happening with this mm -hmm. on this date, with with suddenly the guys all coming at Hunter. And also, by the way, Thomas, the same thing happened. He stole time with her twice. Yep. And then all the guys went after Thomas. It's like, dude, there's a pattern. Oh, yeah. Like, it just takes a bit of critical thinking. And I don't I don't love how she just instantly is like, well, no one likes him. I think Katie almost heeds the where there's smoke, there's fire adage too much. Yeah. Instead of, like I said, thinking critically. It, it doesn't reflect well. I think that Katie probably has 
I assume I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt that she has decent intuition. Yeah. But the show is doing everything it can to discredit her intuition. Yes. And it's possible that that's just what we're being shown mm-hmm. or the situation is causing her to discredit her own intuition. Yes. One or the other. Katie and Hunter are still talking and she says it's just bad timing. Mm. And I wrote, why is it bad timing? Exactly. And then she says, I'm still not feeling good about this. And she ends their time and then goes to throw up. This was not clear. no sense. This was unclear. Here, I understand like if you're feeling emotional and you're just getting upset. Like I understand that that can make you sick. But it was just weirdly edited. Like suddenly she's running off and then we're shown the door to the bathroom and we're here. I honestly think she may have had like some undercooked shrimp or something. Yeah, it was just a strange buildup. I didn't, I was confused There were many other times in the season so far where throwing up would have been more appropriate from emotional response as opposed to food. (laughs) just clarifying that uh i mean i believe she was sick it's just it kind of came out of nowhere especially over hunter it didn't really feel like hunter was the person that she would throw up over hunter is not the throw upable over person here that's the thing that confused both. yeah i could have seen her throwing up after dumping connor b definitely yeah yeah how does she throw up after hunter but not (laughs) after Connor B? that's an insult to connor b well connor b is the one you need to throw up after (laughs) He's the undercooked shrimp. (laughs) Is he not? Okay. Katie goes back out to the guys, some of whom still have not had time, and says, I had a really good time today, and you died laughing. You were like, she just came from throwing up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I had a great time today. And then she says, tonight was a mix of emotions. So she calls the night and cancels the rose. And this, I mean, this is so, again, I I sound like a broken record. Has there ever been a cocktail party? (laughs) I don't remember a single cocktail party. It's just a thing that gets canceled. (laughs) Its purpose is to get canceled. It's like trying to play like Major League Baseball in monsoon season in (laughs) India. It's like, oh, guess what? It's canceled again. Oh, well, obviously it rains every day for like six months. Oh, my God. It's like when people say rules are made to be broken. Cocktail parties exist yeah. to be canceled. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. I, I don't recall. Has there, I don't, and refresh my memory. Has there been a cocktail party except for like night one? There have been a few, but yeah. I don't recall. <laughs> to me, Hunter got really fucked on this date. Fucked, yet he was never going to make Final Four. No. Let's be honest. No. He was. And you even, when I suggested that he was in your top four, you laughed. <laughs> I, the hardest I've ever seen you laugh, which is unbelievable. But clearly, you did not think he had a shot. But it's all about letting people go in this mean way. In this yeah. Based on hearsay. Yeah. You know, Hunter and Thomas were both, well, Thomas, actually. He really got shafted. He got really shafted. And here, Andy, you said, at this point, I would see this purely as a game show. And yes. You're completely right about that. Why wouldn't you? It's like Survivor. Yes. It's like, who can just, how can we double cross, backstab, and manipulate everybody to lose this show? Yes. That's the point. That's the point of Survivor, right? And yeah. now it's the point of this season. Yeah. And Andy, at the end of this date, you said she might as well ask the guys to vote on who she should end up with. <laughs> yes. It's completely true. Mm-hmm. At this point, if she's putting that much stock in what they all have to say about each other, then yeah. Yeah, she can analyze Take the tally. She's like, oh, we got second place. Yeah, That's yeah, strong. Yeah. Third place. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now it is Connor B's one-on-one date. 
they show his suitcase. And I said, mark my words, he will go home on this date. You I, did. I, I was impressed. This. Yeah, I called this. He patted. He did he it. Patted. They did. He patted. He's like, you're safe here. Good he suitcase. There and he was like, <laughs> yeah, and it's he did a close up on the padding. It was just like and happy music. It's very ominous. Yeah, classic horror movie beginning. And then in an ITM, we hear Katie express how great she thinks Connor B is, but she says we are missing that physical connection. Hmm. And I wrote, we called it. <laughs> Not to gloat. Good team effort. I called the kissing and you called the suitcase. I mean, I also called the kissing. You also called the kissing. <laughs> I think I called the kissing first. You quickly <laughs> jumped on that kissing bandwagon. <laughs> we did tag team that. Yeah. Okay, so... Wait, what, what, can we just quickly discuss, what, what? why is a suitcase called a suitcase? You don't put suits in a suitcase. You actually carry the suits outside the suitcase. Yeah, if actually, if there's any piece of clothing that does not go in a suitcase, it's most likely a suit. So why is it called a suitcase? I'm sure people will tune in to tell us. Yeah. Why is it called a suitcase? I'm guessing back in the old days, suits were put in those cases. So the date is with Caitlin and Jason, mm -hmm. friends of the show, friends of Dear Shandy. Ah, yes, yes. In fact, right now, I'm going to link out our love fest with them. That was a good one. This was such an on-brand date for them because Caitlin just loves games so much. And the mm -hmm. whole date was them playing games. And even our love fest, we did the newlyweds game with oh, yeah. them. And she was, I love how into games she is and how seriously she takes it. She loves games. As a matter of fact, when we went, we were at her place in the city back yeah, in the day. Yeah, when she was on Broadway. And yeah. immediate, yeah, when she did that show. We went to her, to her Christmas rental show. and played games on it. She was immediately, we got it. She's like, okay, what games do you want to play? And she like put, took out games she's like this game, yeah, this card game, this board game she loves games and when we did the newlyweds game on dear shandy we were like okay no cheating she was like like insulted that we would even say that oh, yeah. to her <laughs> <laughs> that's right it's like yeah i don't play games when i'm playing games yeah yeah she she loves a good game and i just thought this was very appropriate oh, caitlin and connor b let's just say lucked out on this date oh yeah i mean he was like he found the keyhole yes. uh, in a in a series of terrible days yes the consensus of this entire day portion of the date is that Connor B is wonderful and that she needs to check the kiss. Mm -hmm. And then they kiss. And it's... While Caitlin and Jason are watching. <laughs> it's sure. totally normal. Sure. All right. In the evening, there's B-roll of Connor B getting ready. He's looking in the mirror. Yeah. And then he gives himself like the thumbs up. He does a nod, of. I think. Yeah. He's, he's just like, he's like yep, yeah, you got he's this. And like, then you know right away it's like over. You saw the suitcase, the kissing was bad. He's all into his look. It's well, over. honestly, I feel like this is for future Bachelor contestants. I think if you are told to film B-roll between the day and evening portion of your oh, first one-on-one -on -one date. Bad news, you're right. Prepare yourself mentally. Yeah. I've been on two one-on-one -on -one dates in my life and there was no B-roll before the evening Not necessary, portion. Yeah. yeah. And of course, Katie emerges in a hoodie. The dreaded hoodie. Yeah. And so they made him get all dressed up to be broken up with. Katie sits down with Connor and she's really struggling to get her words out. And he is just so, so sweet here. He says, Unbelievable. I he says, I know where this is going. It's okay. Just speak. It's okay. It's the closest I've come this season to almost welling up. That was the moment. Oh. Yeah, I was just like, that's that is that's a man right there. It was really. I wrote, "What a prince." Mm -hmm. And when he asks what happened, she said, "When we kiss, something is missing." 
And she sends him home. And she says, he knew I was about to break his heart and he still put me first. That is someone you'd be lucky to be with. I, I get we, chills. I yeah. officially just got chills thinking about it. Yeah, we love Connor B. I mean, what's not to love about him? But interestingly, production lets him go and say goodbye to yeah. the guys. That's, I think, shows a how Shows how much he was liked. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can tell how liked he is not only by the guys and they're all like hugging him and like crying. It was very touching. The, the, the goodbyes with the guys was really touching, but also by production for letting him go and do that. You know, usually the suitcase is packed so that a handler or some other person right. comes you in and wheels it out. You don't have to show your face out. again. Yeah, yeah. or oh, not have to. You're, You're not, not allowed, allowed to. to. Yeah. It's supposed to be abrupt. Mm-hmm. But in this case, he easily could have packed his bags when he went back. They let him go back to say bye, which only furthers our adoration for Connor B. Yeah, I want him to do well. Yeah. He will. He, he will. And as he leaves, he says, there's no better person for Katie than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we knew what he meant. Yeah, it was, the, his heart was in the right place. Yes. So Katie is crying in her room. Mm-hmm. And then we hear a familiar song outside. And she mm-hmm. goes out on her balcony. And Blake is blasting their... I don't know, but that, that song that they danced to on their one-on-one date. Yeah. And Max. No, the, it wasn't Max. Oh. It was, oh, let's see if we remember his name. Oh, Lucas Kane? Lane? J- Justin Lane, Lane. It was Lane. Harvey something. Lane. No, Lane. Justin Lane. It wasn't just, it was Lane Max something. Max Lane. Lane Hardy? Lane Harvey. <laughs> Lane Hardy. <laughs> Lane Hardy. See, would we have remembered that had they not said, oh, we really enjoy dancing to Lane Hardy. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't even know. What, I wouldn't know what the initials were. Nothing. Yeah. But now we know it because worked. they said it. It worked. Yeah, Lane Hardy. Lane Hardy. Don't forget. Listen to Lane Hardy. <laughs> Maybe I paid by ABC for that. Lane Hardy, Lane not. Hardy, Lane Hardy, Lane Hardy. <laughs> if only. Yeah. It's yeah. Too bad. So Blake greets her in the hallway and he asks her how she is. And she says, I'm fantastic. That I was know. fast. I know. It's like it's like a microcosm of life. Like it's like it's like condensed on the bachelor to like this like almost like a like a singularity. She literally like in real life you have a rebound. Yes. But it usually takes a few weeks yeah, or yeah, months. Yeah. She's like literally like just had a horrible wrenching breakup. Yeah, yeah. And then she walks out the door and she's like, Oh, things are great. <laughs> it's so true. So they get some major makeout time here. Oh, they make out in the hallway. I mean, it's the ant- it's almost rubbing in the face of Connor B. The strong, the physical attraction I, there. Yeah, it's too soon. Yeah, I agree. So they're making out in the hallway. They make out in her suite. They make out on the balcony, and then yeah. back in the hallway. And then she finally sends him off. And I just wanted to insert this little clip of the camera guy as he departs, because it's just a nice little reminder of just how awkward <laughs> this is. You know, for anyone who doesn't sympathize with contestants when they say they're uncomfortable in that situation, it's like I think I like to insert moments like that because it's a nice reminder. Oh yeah, it's if like, you're not uncomfortable in that situation, there's something wrong. Well, it's it's like shooting a porno. <laughs> and then Blake puts a "Do Not Disturb" sign on his door, and we see the sprinkler go off, and we hear him saying a voiceover. Now I'm just ready to enjoy my happy ending. And they finally bring the hour and a half long <laughs> whacking off joke to a close. Yes. Gracefully. Okay. And then it's the rose ceremony cocktail party. Mm-hmm. And I put a question mark because I was like, I think this one will be canceled. Mm-hmm. And I was right. Amazing. And here we get a word watch from James. He says, not only do I see potential here, but I believe Katie does too. Not only do I see potential here, but I, I believe Katie does too. 
By the way, it adds a layer of excitement for me. It's very exciting when I hear the word. <laughs> I get very, very, uh, it's like a sports game where someone's, your home team scores. Speaking of words, we've decided that the next word will be opportunity. Yes. Yes. So if you want to play next week, it's opportunity or opportunities. I think opportunities will, just opportunity. Not, very <laughs> just few opportunity. Op- yes, opportunity. <laughs> okay, so singular yeah. opportunity. Okay. Katie arrives and cancels the cocktail party. She says, I know within my heart exactly what I want to do moving forward. I personally think it's a bit of a better look when the host does this. I agree. When a host comes in and is like, Katie knows what she wants to do. We're going to go straight to the rose ceremony. It felt a little cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel it's a little cold to look a lot of these guys in the eyes who didn't get one-on-one time with you because you canceled the, ro- the group date cocktail party. Mm-hmm. And now you're basically saying, I know what I want to do. It just feels like it's a little cold. I don't, I, yeah, I, I kind agree. of think this is the job for the host. I agree. And then we have the rose ceremony. And despite moments ago, Katie saying that she knew exactly what she wanted to do. She, with the first rose, calls Hunter's name. There we go. As again. though she's going to give him a rose. And it's like, can we go talk? <sighs> again, these little things. And I don't, I know she's not in control of these actions, but there's so many little moments of cruelty, unnecessary cruelty. It's also contrived cruelty, which is even worse than sp- spur the moment cruelty. yes yes it's like let's plan let's do this thing where it seems like i'm gonna give him a rose but i don't it's not yeah. like in the moment she's like you know what i need to talk to hunter hey hunter come over here let's yes. talk no it was planned cruelty yeah both times yes. thomas was like orchestrated probably for days before and hunter got the same treatment like he definitely felt a wave of excitement and then a wave of disappointment probably still thought he might get the rose because why would they chat unless she you know she thought maybe she would give it to him. And then she still didn't give it to him at the end. And you knew right, he knew right away when his name wasn't called, like he didn't get the rose. Like as soon as he wasn't called again, when he went yes. back in line, yes. he knew it was over and he was just staying there like a buffoon. Oh, I don't know. I think he thought maybe he might get that last rose. Oh, I, to me, that was, it was oh. over. That at was any rate, end. we both thought this was just so cruel just unnecessary yeah and then when they were outside talking we hear aaron say i don't like that he's taking up time as if it's his fault right yeah (laughs) okay aaron i know of course that he was prompted to say things it's not Mm. like they just get to sit there and talk about what they want to eat later yeah the producers are like so what do you think they're talking about out there Talk about it. Talk about what they're talking I about. I get it. But I mean, the guy loves to stir the pot. Yeah. I mean, can you get away with anything being friends with Aaron? No, because he's the he's the police officer around there. James, really? yeah. Aaron and Trey. Yeah. The honesty police. But Aaron is the chief of police. Yeah, he is the police chief. Yeah. And I think uh, Trey is usually the one that sounds the alarm. Yeah. Trey is <laughs> the man on the street. He's the beat cop. So during this chat with Hunter, literally nothing is said. Mm-hmm. She says, I don't even know what to say right now. <laughs> I'm just looking for clarity, which supposedly... From other people. Yeah. And so then we go to the rose ceremony. First to get a rose is Blake, mm-hmm. then Andrew S., Greg. And then we hear a voiceover of Trey going, I'm definitely nervous. I kind of spoke out about Hunter, and that did take up 90% of our time. Looking back, I could have talked about me instead of Hunter. And Andy Hughes said, oh, now you're figuring it out. (laughs) 
He's got 10 seconds left to live. Yeah. I should have worked less. <laughs> <laughs> it all becomes clear in the final moments. Yeah. Uh, next to get a rose is Michael, Mike P, and shockingly, Brendan. And Andy, you said, wow, go Canada. Uh, yeah, like, what is Brendan doing? <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen any of Brendan. I have not seen Brendan do anything. Yeah. He's almost like at a Justin level of we not knowing about him. Yeah. And uh, now there he is. There he is. Still going strong. So she sends home Hunter. And I just have to talk about this for a second. Because I would say this is now the third man she sent home based on hearsay. Mm-hmm. Am I incorrect in Who's saying? The, the, uh, First was Thomas? Cody. Oh, Cody, right. Then was Thomas, mm-hmm. and now is Hunter. And you could argue she was going to send Hunter home. Sure. But she just gave him the group date Rose last week, mm-hmm. suggesting she saw something there. Had she not given him that group date Rose, I'd be like, okay, she was going to send him home anyway. But so that means one of those doesn't jive. Either she gave him that group date Rose for non-authentic reasons right. because she thought it would look good to give him that group date rose because he had just showed her photos of his kids or she really does heed hearsay to that extent where she liked him enough to give him that rose and then the next week is like never mind i'm being brutally honest i know and i really like katie and i want to keep rooting for her mm. we really we're, we're, she's we're slipping. big fans she's at the beginning of us. this episode but yeah she's slipping she, you know what is the issue for me is that I feel as an audience member, and of course I understand that this is edited beyond belief and she doesn't have a say in a lot that happens, but I feel that she lacks conviction. I mean, I don't think that's a feeling. I think that's a fact. She lacks conviction in her own intuition Mm -hmm. about the men, her own connections with them. I do think that as the lead, you don't get to talk to your family, your friends. The mm-hmm. whole point is that you're in this bubble and you have to figure shit out on your own. Yeah. You, conviction is the thing you need more than anything. And I'm missing it this season. Yeah. It's like it's literally like being in the maitre d' of a fancy restaurant and people come in and they have a reservation and, and you're just like, um, yeah, you can just, just go wherever you want. I, I just <laughs> sit. There's tables everywhere. Just do what you want. <laughs> is it the same? It's not the same. (laughs) The other thing that gets me about Katie sending people home based on the hearsay is it comes back to what we always talk about, or you especially, the chips falling where they may or the like nature taking its course. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it also doesn't allow those contestants to possibly redeem themselves. You know, that the drama that was had may blow over if the person lasts one more week. Yes they might end up becoming really popular. Someone who's hated in week three might end up loved in week seven, but it never allows them to reach that point. And then on national television, they're sent home for being X, Y, Z, whatever the the police accuse them of being. There's a natural air of of sort of unhealthy competition when a group of 20, I don't know, 27 men are vying for one woman Mm -hmm. and also vying, let's be honest, for more than just the woman for other things. Yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, you have to stir the pot more. Like it's already stirred. The pot is fully stirred (laughs) from the outset. It's enough. We don't need any more. It's well blended. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Even if it's a quiet competition under the surface. Yeah. 
it's there. It's sizzling. It's simmering. Yes. We can feel it. It's, it doesn't have to be so heavy handed. It yeah. can be nuanced. It's mm-hmm. there. Just let that be enough. Yeah. And let the relationships take their course. As you said, it's so true. It's ruining the show. It is ruining the show. Okay, that brings us to the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. And for our word watch, there were two potentials. Yes, there were. Always fewer than you expect. Yeah, but it's good. You don't want a lot. It's, well, it's you got, don't want a lot. You're the one keeping track. Yeah, it's kind of tough, <laughs> although it's exciting. So we have one winner, just one, this week. That's and right. it, We have an actual winner. Really? No, I mean, it's one. A winner, you think of one. Okay. When there's more than one winner, then it's just like... Oh, you it's think like, none of you them know, are really winners? <laughs> egalitarian, like, oh, everyone's a winner. <laughs> you, you the one winner is a yeah. real winner. We have one winner, Lori Jakovitz. Congratulations. Yes. You guessed correctly. Two potentials. Yeah. Okay, Andy, you ready to get to our predictions? Yes, I am. Who do you have in your top spot? I made my bed with Michael, <laughs> and I am going to sleep in it. You're committing to your yes, Michael bed, all the, the way. Michael bed. All right. I am switching mine up. Mm-hmm. I have put Blake in my top spot. I'm a little jealous. I tried to press you when I get you. Just so everyone knows, you don't tell me your predictions when you ask for my predictions. No, because I because when I have told you, you then start right, to overthink right, right. and alter yours. I'm easily impressed. I'm like Katie. Like you tell me <laughs> something, I'm going to change my mind. <laughs> it's true. I, I lack conviction. Yeah, I don't want to. You know minimize the the incredible value of my top four Mm -hmm. or i don't want to take away are you losing confidence i don't want to take away from the 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 certainty i have in my top four but i am a little jealous that that you get blake in the top spot (laughs) you can also put blake no no no, i can't i've made my bed with michael it's over i already wait so what makes you doubt michael in the top spot then i may not have conviction but i also am not a flip-flopper are you calling me a flip-flopper? I'm just saying that I cannot go back. Okay. I went too far with Michael. Michael is my guy. And, okay. I, and I'm not saying I don't believe he's going to win. Yeah. I'm just saying that if in a perfect world I could have two alternate top fours, yeah. Blake would be number one in my alternate top four. <laughs> but I'm not going to fall for it. I'm not, I'm not going there. Okay. So are you just doubting Michael because he hasn't had a lot of airtime? No, it's not that I'm doubting Michael. It's that I, this Blake stuff is really starting to heat up. Okay. All right. So you have Michael in your top spot. Yes. I have Blake in mine. I just, I mean, I don't think I need to explain that. No. In your second spot, who do you have? Sorry, say that again. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to play it cool. I was like, do you need me? I to- was trying to create, <laughs> wait for the second spot, but yeah. I actually forgot. No, but I know now. The winner of the kissing contest, Greg. I also have Greg in my second spot. Mm-hmm. I think we both have him in second, mainly because we feel like he may leave. Something's going to happen with <laughs> yeah, Greg. Yeah, something's going to go awry with Greg. Yeah, they've that's... teased it, but they've also shown it in the actual episodes in their conversations. Yeah. He's kind of crumbling a bit in this environment, which makes me like him more, by the way. The question is, does it make Katie like him more? I think it does. Probably. I think she's. I think she is like... It's endearing. The, yeah. I think that as he pulls away a bit, she, she kind of, she, you know, she was pressing him. She's like, how do you feel about us? I'm feeling nerves or hesitancy. You know, it well, makes her want to cling on her. it becomes real, 
He's like taking the the sh- he's taking the relationship out of the show. He's yes. making it like they met in real life. Yes, so that's what happens. Where she to doesn't real, have all the control. Was a real person would feel uncomfortable in this scenario. Yes, in your third spot. I, again, I made my bed. But you wouldn't change it anyway. No, Andrew asked the perennial third spot. As much as he should be number one. Yeah, I think it's going to be three. Be. Yeah, in a better world, Andrew S is number one. Yes. In my third spot, I have Michael. I still think Michael is an, a strong contender, but we just haven't been shown a ton there. He's getting a really good, like, good guy at it, and he's got his story, and he's just so likable on every front. He defends other guys when he doesn't need to. And it's that quiet confidence. <sighs> Michael's just sitting there. He's like, he's like, he just like the cat who just ate the canary. He and, just knows. And he's 36. Yeah. He's the only man. He's the only <laughs> official man. According to our dear Shandy age rules, mm-hmm. if anyone watches the rest of He's our podcast. He just made it. He just entered manhood. Yeah, and you can tell. He oh, comes yeah. off like a man. Does he not come off 10 years older than Aaron? Yes, he, he does. does. And Aaron comes off 10 years older than Aaron. But Aaron is, six, Aaron is 16. <laughs> I mean, I do think that this is really neat to observe for those of you who listen to the rest of our podcast, which is yeah. relationship advice. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say 26, he's young, 36, like you can just see the difference. Which one of these two men would you rather date, yeah. Aaron or Michael? I mean, you're asking me? <laughs> I think Aaron, I, personally, physically, I want Aaron. But but for the mind. Oh no, I'm all about Michael. He's not my type. Uh, for me, the mind is the type, and Aaron uh, oh, I'm lost me. Completely thinking physical. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's there's to me there's you can't disconnect. I'm just going time. fantasy suite, Aaron, <laughs> and then I'm ditching him. <laughs> oh, what about what about Thomas? No, are you kidding? Of course, I'm going fantasy suite with Thomas first <laughs> over Aaron. I'm just saying who's ever's left. <laughs> We're talking about Aaron and, and Michael. Don't bring Thomas into this. <laughs> Okay, who do you have in your fourth spot? I have Blake. Okay. As, as With a heavy heart. Why? Because I, I'm a little jealous of your top four. But I, I'm up still, I, I like my top four. I want you to be have conviction in your this, top this four, is the thing. Andy. Many times in my life, I've, I've picked something yeah. out of gut feeling. Yeah. And I've had regrets. Like, oh my God, that was a terrible choice. And it's turned out to be right. And many times I've picked something... And I was like, oh, this is 100% done. Yeah. And it's totally wrong. Yeah. So I'm going to sit with my top four because I felt strongly about it before. Mm-hmm. And I should, I should learn a lesson here. Yeah. This is my top four. Feel good about it. Okay. Stick with it. Okay. Commit. Stand your ground. Commit. I'm proud Show of conviction. You. Thank I'm- you. <laughs> my fourth spot is Andrew S. Okay. I think Andrew S is making final four. I don't think he's necessarily winning, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, I, he's well, and he's just so likable. Like, so I did cut Justin. I replaced Justin with Andrew. West. I'm surprised. Why are you surprised? Well, because Justin was both of our dark horses from the beginning. Actually, we kind of we both had a suspicion that Justin was going to go far, mm-hmm. but then we kind of backed off because he just was given no meaningful airtime. Well, the thing about Justin is that when he finally was given airtime, which was this week, yeah, we we actually didn't get any Justin airtime. We Justin was just a body and they changed the words coming out of his mouth and they we didn't get any of Justin which in my mind means that he cannot win we don't know anything about Justin yeah it's true Andrew S we know way more about Andrew S than Justin 
Justin, you know what Justin is? Justin is an Aaron who actually kissed Katie. He's no, her friend. No, don't don't insult Justin. Oh no no no! I'm not saying. <laughs> oh sorry, you're right. I know what I really like turned a turned a corner with Justin. In the beginning, I was like, eh, and now I I really like Justin. Oh, I was into Justin from the get go. Yeah, yeah, yes. But but I'm just saying that Justin is her friend. They happen to kiss, but he's yeah, a friend. I'm not totally convinced by their kissing, but more importantly, I might put someone in my top four based on potential. But at this point, we got the potential explored, mm-hmm. and it didn't convince me anymore of what no, was there. No, no, so no. So now no. that's why I put Andrew Ress back in. Yeah, there's no reason. There's no reason, both from a production vantage point and from a Katie vantage point, that Justin is now suddenly yeah. a front runner. Yeah, exactly. All right, Andy. Do you feel good? I'm feeling better about the recap than about the episode, <laughs> which is what we often get in our comments, which is so nice. It is really nice. I don't know if people will agree with us this week. We certainly had strong opinions this week. Mm-hmm. They they may not go over well. We will see. Yeah. People will either be like, yes, thanks for saying what I'm thinking, or they'll be like, how dare you? People are passionate. <laughs> yes, they are. All right. I think then we can encourage our listeners to do what we always ask of you at the tail end of our episodes, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, leave us iTunes reviews and ratings, and tell your friends, and generally do all the things that you would do to support a podcast that you consume. And on that note, I think that is a wrap of this Mm -hmm. recap episode of Dear Shandy. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy.